Hey, you. Yeah, you. The one listening to the show. What shirt are you wearing? Ah, it doesn't matter. It's trash. It's a terrible shirt. You should tear it off right now and be ashamed of yourself. You need to go buy my shirt, AJ Orsini's shirt, the official Orsini's Uncensored Mind t-shirt. How can you get this shirt? I'm glad you asked, you big dummy. All you need to do is go to ProWrestlingTees.com backslash A-J-O-U-M and buy the shirt. It's gray with a good logo on it. It's a beautiful thing. You need to buy it for yourself and your family and your friends. Stocking stuffers under the tree. I don't care what you do. You can wash your car with it. You could be using it as a bookmark. It's a dumb bookmark, but you can use it as a bookmark. I don't care what you do with it. If you're Spanish, you can tear it to pieces and clean your house with it like you always do with those other rags. Maybe you can update your stuff. I don't care what you do it for. Buy the shirt. ProWrestlingTees.com backslash A-J-O-U-M. Warning. The following episode of Orsini's Uncensored Mind contains explicit language and adult content. The thoughts and opinions stated on the show are reflective of A.J. Orsini and his guests exclusively. But seriously, guys, the show's called Uncensored. If you got a problem with bad language, I really don't give a shit. Welcome to Orsini's Uncensored Mind, and now your host, AJ Orsini. How the hell is everybody out there? This is your man, this is your boy, AJ Orsini. I am your host of Orsini's Uncensored Mind, and I am here to present unto you, I bequeath unto all of you, episode 47. Now, there's a lot of things going on here in the house of Owen. It just seems like the last few weeks on this show, I have been terrified. I've been scared to be on my own here because I have just had guests after guest after guest after guest so far. This has been like the month of guests so far, and the trend continues because I am once again not alone. I am here once again in the house of O, but not for long. I will not be in the house of O for very long. As a matter of fact, the clock is ticking. It is Tuesday night and Thursday morning. I am gone. Okay, I was going to say hit the road, but not hit the road. I'm going to be hitting the airways here. I'm flying the hell out of here. I need a break from the concrete jungle. I need to get the hell out of New York City. And I am not going alone, dear kind sir. No, no. I will have my family with me. As a matter of fact, I have got family with me here tonight. Now you gotta, you're gonna get a little, you're gonna get a little taste of her in an upcoming episode that we already filmed. But she's back. She hasn't been here, I think, since episode two twenty five. It's been quite a while, twenty two weeks, give or take, <laughs> since the last time she was here. Ladies and gentlemen, Mrs. O was back on the show. Mrs. O, welcome back. What's up? What's <laughs> oh, that momentary pause? What's up? Uh, it's been a while since you've been here. What's been keeping you? What's been going on? The fans have been clamoring for you to be back here on the show. You've been keeping them waiting. No fans have been <laughs> clamoring for me. Untrue. If, if you have been clamoring for me, please type in the box. I want more of Mrs. O. Uh, just, 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 Comment, just prove email. me right or prove me wrong. Yes. Nobody wants Mrs. O. Everyone wants Mr. O. There's been 47 episodes uh, as of right now. There have been 47 episodes, and Podbean likes to keep track of all my highest downloaded shows, and of the top 10, you're in like three of them. So, whether you like to admit it or not, high demand, high demand It's here. not because of me. 
the supporting actresses, not white people watching movies. Supporting actresses still get Oscars. I'm just saying. No, they they may get Oscars. They're still winners. But no, 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 no. I'm like Kevin Hart right now. No, 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 no. Yes, we actually have to tell that story. As a matter of fact, since you're here, you can definitely vouch for that. I told a little bit about that show when David was on the show, when my brother was on the show, the brothers. Oh, yeah, I've had David on the show. Actually, before him, it was Medi Ming alone. Then it was my brother. Then it was Ariella. And then it was, um, you guys don't know this yet, but I'm going to talk about it a little later. We filmed the roundtable already for SummerSlam. Uh, We filmed it last week because, like I just said, we're getting ready to leave. (laughs) <laughs> on Thursday, you and I are getting the fuck out of here. We're hitting the bricks and we're heading down to sunny old Florida. Literally, oh, we are spending SummerSlam like we always do. It always seems to land on it, right? SummerSlam always we, seems to land we, on our vacation. We, we spend it in we Florida flip, in a flop. hotel room, watching <laughs> it. Um, yeah, we go with the laptop connected yeah. to the TV through HDMI, HDMI while sun is sleeping. And we're just snuggled up after a day of either water park or Shamu and just watching SummerSlam until I go to sleep. And then you end up watching the rest yourself. And then you (laughs) tell me what I missed. And then you replay it the next day for me. All the awesome parts that I missed. (laughs) And that's how our relationship works. Step by step. That's usually how it ends up happening. Just like that. Uh, Florida usually holds uh, the NXT superstars over at Full Sail in Orlando. And we'll be flip-flopping. They'll be in our neighborhood here in Brooklyn. And then we're going to be down on their neck of the woods over in Orlando. Always seems to work out that way. So, yes. So, we're going to start off talking about that. We're going on vacation. So, I'm going to have to explain some things to the fans out there so that they're ready for the episodes to come here. So, this episode is going to air on Wednesday the 15th. This is the day before that we're leaving. So I took the liberty of already filming or already recording the SummerSlam roundtable, which is going to air the day of SummerSlam. August 19th, folks, just like all the other roundtables, they'll be going up. It'll be going up at noon or at my earliest convenience because we have things we're doing in Florida. We're going to be taking a, a lot of different events and a lot of different attractions and we're doing a bunch of shit we're on vacation so i'm not gonna wrap my vacation around this show what i'm saying is is if i'm literally not doing anything around noon on sunday i will air it if uh, it takes me a little while longer or maybe even earlier in the day to get that posted bear with me that's what's it, it will it will be going up on SummerSlam sunday having said that I'm still airing, just, I'm, I'm just repeating all the stuff that I always say for all the round tables. The round table is taking place, but it's not taking the place of my Wednesday, Wednesday shows. You'll still be getting a brand new episode of the show on Wednesday nights. I'm just adding an additional show for the SummerSlam pay-per-view. So you guys, are gonna, uh, this is episode 47. Episode 48 will land on SummerSlam Sunday, and then episode 49 will be uh, airing the following Wednesday. Now, I have not decided as of yet, and I probably should get on this ASAP, <laughs> if, if 49 is going to be brand new content or something that I already previously recorded that you just haven't heard yet that I will be airing on that particular Wednesday. I took the liberty of adding uh, or recording some extra content, some extra stuff that never made it to the show. I have a whole bunch of that um, sitting in the wings, so to speak, in case I ever needed it. Because uh, things happen in life, and if I don't 
get a chance to sit down and record. I at least have some comment content in my back pocket here to air in case of an emergency. So I have not decided just yet how I'm going to go about this, but there will be an episode next Wednesday, 9 p.m., episode 49. What will it consist of? Who knows? I don't know, and I'm the host of the show. So if I don't know, then who the fuck knows, right? So that's the deal. We're going on vacation. There's going to be a lot of confusion going on with me and my life in the next few days. Uh, so I'm just giving you guys the heads up. If you want to be updated on everything that's been going on, check out the social media, which is probably the best place. The Facebook page is usually the first place that's going to get stuff put set up to keep you guys up to date as to what's going on. Um, and, of course, you can always just check back to Podbean. If you can't access Podbean, look at that segue. I'm a professional. See, if you can't follow me on um, Podbean, you move it over to my other platforms, iTunes, Spotify, which is becoming huge for me, Spotify. I'm getting a lot of different things coming at me uh, from Spotify. Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play Music, uh, TuneIn Radio, Listen Notes, and, of course, CastBox.fm uh, are also carrying the show. You can check me out there. And uh, all that in the whatnot. Uh, Mrs. O, you uh, haven't been on the show in a while. And I've, I've, I've added uh, something, some elements to the show along the way. We do, uh, I got two segments that I've added to the show. One that you've already been briefed on because you're providing uh, the material for that one segment. And of course, we've already discussed our top news story of the day or the week, I should say, since. My show is weekly. We'll do the big big news event of the week, which I think everyone knows by now what it will be, but we'll save that for later. Uh, we have unfortunate news that we have to start the show on. Unfortunately, one of our brothers, we lost one of the members of the fraternity just the other day, Mr. Jim the Anvil Neidhart, one half and one fifth, in my opinion, one of the greatest factions and stables and Professional wrestling history, Mr. Jim Neidhart, of course, brother-in-law to Brett the Hitman Hart, WWE Hall of Famer. Uh, when he passed, you didn't really, you don't really have much of a connection to Jim, right? Because obviously you didn't grow up with Jim. I mean, you only know him really as Natty's dad, right? Yeah, I think when it first happened, I was thinking that everybody probably took it harder than expected. Because they weren't seeing the wrestling side to him anymore. I mean, lately when we've been seeing him, it's been on, what's that, the, the Diva show? Total Divas, Total yeah. Total Divas. So, like, you only saw him as Nat Natty's dad. A cool, laid-back guy who, you know, is always trying to do his old man things. You know what yeah, I mean? Mow the lawn. Hey, it's a man's have man. Have his barbecues. Shot put you know, have his, have his pets, have his cats. You know what I mean? Yes. And, um... You know, her checking up on her folks and, 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 and them being a close-knit family. So I can't imagine what she's going through. Then, she's really close exactly, to her dad. Then it makes you think about her because she's been always so sweet and so 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 loving to them. If they've been the same way back, you get a glimpse of how, how caring that family is. And now all of a sudden this has happened so suddenly. Yeah. You know what I mean? And she's been having some momentum and some push. And she's getting more comfortable out there. And now all of a sudden she has to take another another break. You yeah. know what I mean? And it's just going to be tough to come back in. And does she continue living up that name and that, you know, the, the Hart family knowing that that has now passed away? I think so. she's always kind of taken the mantle on her shoulder. 
I think she can. Consi- she always considered herself third generation, whether it be female or male. Like that's not even a part of the conversation for her. In her mind, she's a heart, and she's got the whole legacy on her shoulders. But now her heart is gone. Yeah, her heart is gone. Yeah, exactly. She was extreme. I mean, you want to talk about daddy's girl? That was <laughs> Natalia is the definition. I can't even. I can't even begin to imagine. And not to take anything away from Natalia, but. I can't imagine what's going through Bret Hart's mind right now because there was a picture I mentioned at the beginning of this. Uh, Jim was an original member of the Hart Foundation. It was originally a team. It was Bret Hart and Jim Neidhart. They were a team together. But as storylines had progressed, as time had progressed, they had started bringing in actual family members. Owen Hart, who was an actual son of uh, Stu Hart, British Bulldog. Uh, uh, who was married to a heart, and then of course Brian Pillman, the wild card, the the loose cannon of the group. To me, one of the greatest stables of all time, and I think people look at him, uh, 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 excuse me, look at the group as one of the great groups. When you talk about just overall factions, it, there were family, the chemistry was there, and you got to feel for Brett. There was a picture posted earlier today, as a matter of fact of uh, an old picture from like 97 where all five members of the Hart Foundation, they got their hands raised in the air or whatever. And the only part of the picture that's in color is Brett. And the rest of the photo was like in black and white, which illustrates the fact that of those five guys, Brett is the only one alive. (laughs) And it's hard to imagine that all of these guys were in their physical prime 15, uh, 20 years ago. And, and, to see like all these i mean we had drugs alcohol uh all the a, a list of all these bad things that have happened Owen Hart obviously died in a tragic accident live on pay-per-view and to hear that Jim Neidhart passed away based on an accident the the cause of death for Jim Neidhart was a an injury to the back of the head he slipped at home it caused uh convulsions and seizures in his head and he passed away in the hospital to 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 just to just be Bret Hart for a second, because he grew up in a family of like thirteen kids, and just one by one by one, we're just striking down the line. A few months ago, maybe a year, I'm not sure, but I think it was a few months ago, Bruce Hart died, and just I mean, we're just losing hearts one right after the other. And the one guy <laughs> who you would think would be the most beat up of the group for wrestling for as long as he didn't, having his career ended by a brain injury and then the car crash. The one guy who's taken the most damage is alive and, and doing somewhat well, whilst everyone else around him is just, you know, I don't want to say dropping like flies. I don't want to be insensitive, but like for him to be the last heart right now is amazing. And, and I can't even imagine just how many hearts are even left right now. I, I think God is saying, you know, the Hall of Famer has to, has to live. <laughs> yeah, they got called home. They got called home and said, oh, we haven't given Brett the Iggy yet. You, you still, we still need you <laughs> to lead the lead to lead this whole thing, man. So condolences out to the Hart family. Um, uh, I, I haven't done it in a while. Uh, with Vader, when Vader passed, I did do something. Um, I opened up the show with Vader's theme because I had some, some computer issues and I couldn't get a hold of my 10-bell salute. This episode will end with the 10-bell salute. It will not end with my son's audio when we cut to the end of this uh, We'll, we will be doing the Ten Bell Salute. So condolences out to the Hart family, and I, I wish them the best. And for everybody out there who, who, who knows Jim Hart, I'm going to share one last memory because I don't think it, it gets talked about enough. I still say one of the greatest non-Big Four pay-per-views of all time. That a Royal Rumble, that a WrestleMania, that a Survivor Series, uh, that a SummerSlam. 
1997, the Canadian Stampede pay-per-view. This is it was the one time it was ever done, Canadian Stampede. It was in Calgary, home of the Hart family. It was a 10-man tag. It was Team USA versus Team Canada. Obviously, Team Canada being represented by the Hearts and uh, Team America. Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Ken Shamrock, the Legion of Doom, and Goldust, for some oddball reason, <laughs> were all these characters. And you want to talk about rock star famous, just like you can feel the building, which doesn't happen anymore. You and I have been to several buildings and... It just doesn't feel like that anymore. Just the Americans here in America are baby faces, and the Canadians were heel, but now we're in Calgary, so the roles had reversed. So the, the baby faces came out first, but were treated as heels. And when you talk about, and this was the first time and the only time ever where the Heart Foundation didn't come out as a group. They came out one by one by their individual themes, and then Brett came out. And when Brett came out, I could have sworn that an actual tear in the fabric of the province of Alberta had taken place. It had cracked in half when Bret Hart came out through the curtain. And then we get the big win. Owen Hart, the baby of the family, gets the pin on Big Bad Stone Cold, and everyone goes crazy. That was the Talia's debut in the WWE. Little baby Teddy Hart coming into the ring. One of the greatest pay-per-views I've ever seen. And to be a part of that family and to now know that half of the people that were in that ring that day are no longer on this earth is just scary. To me, it's, 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 short, it's making me feel my age. I was like, oh, man, I could be next. <laughs> I could get happen at any moment. Babe, what you going to do? <laughs> it could happen to me at any moment. <laughs> uh, uh, no, it's not. <laughs> or you're not. It's not part of the plan, right? <laughs> not my plan. <laughs> you and I have been spending some time. We have been spending some time together recently. Our jobs have become... A little bit more schedule light for the past few weeks. You know, we're, we're you know we we do our thing, and we uh we got a chance to indulge in something recently that we didn't anticipate in indulging in. Uh, you saw a trailer for a particular show, and it piqued your interest, and you put it on literally just to see what it was okay, about. So right? I I I saw a trailer for something, right? And I was like, it, this looks really stupid. Like it looked stupid when I saw the Your trailer. Your impression of it was, and this I was is like, "That good. looks horrible," but I want to see the train wreck anyway. Yeah. I was like, "Let me give the pilot a chance, uh-huh. just to say how shitty it was." You know, a conversation starter with you, maybe over yes. some lunch. You know what I mean? And I was just like, "I just want to see how stupid it is." And then I played the first episode, and I was like, "So much is happening." What the fuck is going to happen next? <laughs> I was like, I just feel like they gave me a whole season in one episode. What could possibly yeah. happen next? Yeah. And it just, I mean, it was one train wreck after another, after another, after another. And we could just not stop watching that. Even no. you watched a train wreck. I only caught I like mean, a part of the first episode. And then like I was watching it with you. We got into the second episode and you went to go do something. And I actually went back. To like the beginning that I had missed from the first episode, just so I was up to date, and we ended up binging like the whole fucking thing, the whole season, and then it left us off. I was like, I wonder what the next episode is, and then it finished, and then it was like, oh, wait for season two. I was like, that wasn't the fucking last episode. We've kept them in suspense long enough. What is the name of the show that we made? The name of the show yes. is insatiable yes. and it's a new netflix show that just came out however when it first came out 
um, there was a lot of mixed reviews on it. Like a lot of people did not, even before it came out, people did not give it a shot. Well, I mean, you, it, it was re- considered... Before you read that, before you read that, can you at least tell the audience what the show is about first? Okay, so the show is about a girl in the South who is uh, a fat girl, essentially. And clearly, if you have some weight in today's society, you know, you will be the target of some bullying. So the girl was the target of bullying clearly every day. Um, and it paid a toll, and you know, one day in front of a a, a gas station uh, store, she's binging on some chocolate. You know, what I mean, stressed out about her day, binge eating, and some homeless dude comes up to her, and you know, he, he wants a snack too. He's like, "Can I have a bit of your chocolate?" She's like, "No," and all of a sudden, he went to reach for her chocolate, and she punched the dude. And the the homeless guy was like, "You know what? Fuck you!" And he punched her back. And <laughs> he broke her, right her jaw. Face. Yeah, he snuffed her right in the face. He broke her jaw where she couldn't eat. And due to the lack of eating, she then lost a whole bunch of yeah, weight. She couldn't eat and solids. Then it was like a it, juice it, diet. And instead of going from like uh, geek to, 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 to hot, it went from fat to hot. You know what I mean? And she became a hottie. I mean, that was the whole focus. She became hot now. She didn't know what to do with her hotness. Yeah. The only way She's no to get back fatty, at people. Patty. Exactly. The only way to get back at people was to do pageants and win a pageant and show how great she was. And she, she has moved beyond the image of Fatty Patty. Yeah. But, I mean, just the trailer alone, people were trying to have it petitioned to actually not actually air. Yeah. On the air date, they were like, "No, this is insensitive to people who are fat." <laughs> Everything this is fucking is insensitive. Insensitive is to people who have been raped. This is insensitive to homosexuals and bisexuals they, it and feels gays like they went and out of lesbians their way. and black people. It's stereotypical. It does not represent teenagers well. Netflix doesn't know anything about teenagers. This show clearly shows it. Um, and cl- it was just teenagers to be don't like, know about teenagers. Like the best way I can explain it is like in it, I think you said it the other day. It's like an English version of a Spanish novella. A Spanish novella like exaggerates everything, and this show yeah. exaggerates everything. everything. It takes every topic you okay. can think of and goes. Way, way too beyond. fucking far yeah, with it. Way too way far. Way too, with too it. far. And I don't know how many blackmail deals <laughs> occurred in the ten episode deal. It was twelve episodes, but, and a uh, twelve. And yeah. blackmail is like the thirteenth problem on the list. Yeah. Of I yes. mean, we've I got mean, bisexuality, homosexuality, rape, uh, molestation, yeah. interracial dating. Uh, 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 all kinds of just anything you can fucking think of. Kidnapping. They, yeah, the st- Death, this is one of the most murder. diverse casts of all time. There's uh, Asians. There's uh, blacks. There's whites. Possession. There's demons. There's, yeah. There's oh yeah 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 yeah. There's there's <laughs> Ouija boards. There's possessions. There's an exorcism in this shit. You know, there's, there's religion. There's uh, there's a baptism. John Lovitz is in there's here a, for some there's reason. There's a Godfather. There's, uh, there's, yeah, 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 yeah. They uh, go through the process of learning how to theft. Like, there's every, this um, thing attacks religion. It attack. It attacks it's, uh, uh, eating disorders. It it's just crazy. Everything. Pick a fucking topic. Yeah. That pisses people off online. Throw a dart 
and you're going to find something on this show that will piss you off about it. Yeah. To be honest with you, all the criticism that you've been telling me about, it's kind of the reason why I like the I show. I know. I was watching it, and I was just like, no, she did not refer to her vagina as a hoo-hoo or a hoo-ha yes. or uh, like I was just Oh, like, the older woman fucking the kid? Oh, statutory old, rape. Statutory rape, right. Did you sleep with she Regina actually, yeah. just to get back at me? Why would the son... <laughs> Fuck a older woman just to get back at dad, and this why is dad is just dumb. thinking about himself right. and not about his son? I mean, and the fact that the father is bisexual, and he's like, hey, I can't be bisexual. There's no such thing as bisexual. The what father world is, are you living in? The father goes from okay because being if you, straight as if fuck you, and having but sex but in the kitchen, and then the that, son though. overhears you. Yeah, when you meet the the father, when you meet the like the star, the guy. He comes off. You made the best comparison to Chrissy's on uh, oh USA my Network. God. He, was he like, comes so off so, so gay, gay, but he's the straightest guy ever in the beginning, and, or so and, we thought. In the beginning, right? And he got—he literally has every hot woman on this show fighting over him. Mm-hmm. Like he's the gayest person on the show, but he's got all the women coming after him, and he went from super straight to a little confused to full on gay. For because he slept with the guy, uh-huh. to bisexual, mm-hmm. to pa- polyamorous or whatever, trying to get yep. trying to get the relationship with it, and then um, well, I guess we'll find out in season three, oh season two, I should say, if who the he reason chooses. who he is, does he, he choose to, choose to live the straight life, yeah. the gay I life? I don't want to give away too much. He can't have both. I don't know how much longer this show is going to last on Netflix. So I don't. I'm really afraid of spoilers here because I don't think a lot of people are having to get. I really do believe this show is going to scare a lot of I people. I mean, away. how big is he that both his wife I and the gay know. guy want him for themselves and, and don't want to share? And we're happy. Like he was able to satisfy both of them by the end of that. It's like no wonder why everybody was fighting over him. He is a stallion. Yeah, and and and. and First of all, folks, I, I forgot to mention. I should have mentioned this at the beginning. Alyssa Milano. There you go. That's oh, all I gotta say. That's all yeah. I gotta say. She's the mom. <laughs> she's the mom. She's and Fatty all Patty's this. mom. No, she's know? not Fatty Patty's mom. That's, um, a, that's a whole other bag of shit. The mother from the other side. Jesus Christ. And her lesbian friend, who's not really a lesbian, but kind of is a lesbian, almost certainly not isn't almost. No, her best friend <laughs> is a lesbian. She didn't agree to that yet. But at first, she thought, I'm not a lesbian. I think I only liked one particular girl. I hope talking but in riddles is making people go, I It went from just liking her best friend to maybe I like another girl because the girl lo- likes me. Let me give it a shot. so crazy. Um... And all the beauty queens here are black. But then that's an interracial lesbian relationship. And one thing people were saying is that the woman was an overweight black woman. And it's directed by a white director. And the rap that she did for the pageant. Again, an overweight black lesbian in a Jesus yeah. pageant oh yes right i forgot the pageant you know, was about jesus you, you know jesus said only man and woman yeah. but she comes out and she's like i'm a lesbian but yeah. yet they still allow her which was the next but thing they I was but, say. but they almost didn't allow the girl who he thought what was possessed apparently right. you can't have a possessed contestant but you can have an overweight black lesbian it's okay it's yeah. okay we know where the as line long is as now. she'll rap at the yeah. beginning to get people I'm excited just about now your pageant. Putting this together in my head, the show takes place in Georgia and all of the successful people on the show, the only people on this show with no real vices, no real vices, are the black people. <laughs> 
the 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 uh, the the doctor. Remember the really the really like successful doctor, the the gay guy's wife, black. Oh. The two pageant winners, black. Like even the lesbian, the one you just brought up, she has literally there's nothing. No, what do you mean no vices? Hold up. Magnolia has a drinking problem and a drug problem. Well, the drug wasn't really her thing. The the, the drug came okay. after. after you know. So drinking and drugs. Mom, you say no vices, but mom is never home. That's not she, a vice. She's she apparently she's working. She is a working mom yeah. that High loves level. her children, but and misses her children, yeah. but misses work at the same time. Has no clue that children. her husband is. Yeah, uh, has no clue that her husband is super gay, and that the daughter is drinking ultra and doing drugs. Um, so she's off helping children in uh, some. Some po- poverty-stricken place, this and we haven't heard from her in forever. She was in, like, two episodes, and she was gone. This is the first show I ever saw where a gay guy went to a gay club, and he was the most uncomfortable person in, in the place. Because he was still deciding whether or not <laughs> he, was, he was gay or not. He was undecided. You know? I hope talking in riddles right now was getting people curious. But I mean, I really do, do you hear everything that we're saying? This is it is like an English over-exaggerated Spanish is, yeah. novella. Okay, the only thing they haven't done is incest. Oh, okay? they left room somewhere. I, oh, oh, Jesus Christ. They left Christ. room somewhere. Okay. Right? Oh, wait, I forgot. They have adoption. Oh, they the most country, bass, backwards, foster Asian care. chick of all time. Um, They have, like, there's, uh, they have, oh, they have being, uh, uh they have stalkers. Hmm. Yeah. Um, they have... Well, they don't have a stalker anymore. Uh, uh, <laughs> like, there's... They touch upon so many issues. Everything. And, and it's and not and subtle. Well, yeah, None it's of it out is there and over-exaggerated. But again, you just can't stop watching. You have to see what the hell happens next. Yeah. Um... I like their show a lot. And, uh, <laughs> let's see what season two has in store for us. But it's been pretty nuts insatiable. Um, and yeah, so that was our little guilty pleasure for maybe like yes. a it was a day and a half. Yeah, yeah, it was a little nuts. It gets a little crazy, but I'm gonna use all of that right now to turn it back into a pro wrestling angle and let you all know that once again, as crazy and as nuts as that show is, we had the return of a lunatic on Monday. I had to talk about this for several reasons. Because <laughs> we did a whole SummerSlam roundtable just the other day. But you guys will be able to hear once again this Sunday, right before SummerSlam. You'll get your fix and be able to, to catch what we all had to say about this. And uh, we did a whole roundtable thing. And spoiler for this upcoming episode, the one thing you will not hear is the name Dean Ambrose. <laughs> and the reason why it didn't come up is because I think internally... All of us had kind of forgotten that this guy hasn't done shit since about November, right after Survivor Series, because he was a part of that, that, that big opening match, and then he had the big shoulder injury, and that's been it. From what I understand, his injury uh, wasn't that extensive. He just literally took the time off because he hasn't been off the road in almost six years. Since he signed with the WWE, he's been nonstop. He says it himself. He's the Iron Man of the WWE. This guy is an unbreakable force. 
You got to see his return uh, today, actually. You didn't get to see it live on Monday. You you had a complaint. What was the complaint you had when you saw the return? <laughs> um, several things that we noticed. <laughs> I mean, um, I mean, I noticed one thing and you noticed the other. So what okay. was the first thing that you noticed before I, noticed, I say what I noticed? I noticed when he came through the curtain, the brother was looking great. He's on that Alberto Del Rio diet. He came back from his injury. He's got he's on that juice program. No allegations. I'm just saying. The brother looked jacked. I mean to the he, gills. He did look he did look a true jacked. heavyweight. This guy and was. And you a would think as a female, the first thing I would notice was said jackness. Would would be said jackness. But no. <laughs> no, you the had a different The first thing discovery. I noticed when he came out. I was looking at him and I was like, why does he look more brutish than usual? Ooh, and I'm looking and I'm looking. I was like, why does he look more like darker? Why does he look more sinister? And I was like, what the, what what the fuck is it about his 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 brow and his his his, his is it furrow or a, 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 a burrow? His brow. Uh, like I, I was looking. I was like, what the fuck is up with his face? And I was like, could it be the haircut? And I'm like, no. No, there's something off with him. Motherfucker has no eyebrows no more. Like during his did his break, did he decide, you know what, I'm gonna have a spa day and, and get that 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 black wax everybody's doing and have a little mishap and then say, hmm, well if one is fucking waxed off, I might as well get the other one done. Like <laughs> it, it, it reminded me of the scene in uh, of Jason Bateman when when they do his eyebrows and she shaved it off by accident and then he's like, Well, do the other one. Yeah. So I mean it was crazy, but I mean he he had no eyebrows, and I don't know if I can get past the eyebrows. I don't think anybody can get past no eyebrows. That's a hard one to pull off. You know no what I mean? Eyebrows. And the thing is, is that if he had no eyebrows, he should have kept his hair I don't to think hide he the has, eyebrows. Unless the haircut happened before the eyebrow situation. You were inventing an eyebrow situation. We don't know if eyebrow game took place. <laughs> No, listen. Okay, wait. I think I have a. I think I have two possibilities for the eyebrows. One, perhaps I'm just spitballing here. He has blonde eyebrows. Maybe that's why we couldn't see them too well. I noticed with the cut, his uh, his natural root or whatever, like close to the head ha- haircut, a little lighter than usual. I think maybe that have might have something to do with it. The second is perhaps he didn't remove the eyebrow altogether. Perhaps in their attempt, much like your Jason Bateman situation, to cut off his said bangs, they cut a little too shallow here, and maybe that there is some eyebrow there. It's just very thin, very small, follicle-like eyebrows hanging from, you know, hanging on the brow there. I don't think he's. I don't think he's completely sans eyebrow. Is what I'm trying to get at, honey. (laughs) I think that you need to. You see the footage Double again. check. Double check. And take advantage of the DVR that we have. Yes. And use the fast forward button and play it in slow-mo, slow, slow, slow motion yes. and see the fact that he has no eyebrows. I mean, you see, it's like, it's like you see the shape of where the eyebrow should be. Yes. But it's, it's not there. Well, maybe the reason, another reason... Let's say he didn't have any eyebrows. Perhaps that wasn't the original plan. Maybe there was an there was an eyebrow situation, 
And normally he would get that touched up. But you see, if there was an eyebrow situation, yes. I need him to discuss it so that I You need I him to feel, address his I eyebrows to, to address his eyebrow Well, you know who situation. I blame for this. Okay. I blame Renee Young. I blame Renee Young. She was so obsessed with the idea that she could be making history and doing commentary. She was out of the table. And her husband was in the back, lost. He has no idea what's going on. He was probably so stressed out. He just mm, mm, axed him out right in the back because he was so nervous about his debut. He no, didn't have it was nice, calm him down. clean, and smooth. <laughs> it was intentional is what you're saying. Okay. They're purposely gone. It's, 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 it's not only did the eyebrows come off, but he maintained it so that when he made his debut, it was still smooth and there was no 5 o'clock eyebrow Shadow. That's you know listen, I mean? that's the wrong time of like, day. Five o'clock no, like, is like, down here, dude. There was, An there eyebrow no, would be like a like, two o'clock or you, a one you, o'clock you, shadow. You, you know what I mean? There was no shadow. There was no No silhouette no, of no a no silhouette. No little hairs yes. coming out trying to grow through. It was nice and smooth. He kept up the eyebrow <laughs> debacle. <laughs> he maintained so it. So somewhere on this day off he goes, I gotta change my No, look. no. Somewhere during his mishap, they fucked up. He looked at it and said, I'm going to make this happen. <laughs> I'm going to make everybody want to go out there and do the no eyebrow look. Oh, my God. I'm going to pull this okay, off. Exactly. What would make me look more like a lunatic than no not having eyebrows? <laughs> so you know what we do? The eyebrows. It's all in the eyebrows. Exactly. You know? look, 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 if, if, look, if this guy's going to come out and be the Scottish psychopath... Yeah. I have to, I mean, psychopath and lunatic are synonyms. I have to make myself appear more badass than the Scottish psychopath. He calls himself a psychopath. Does he have no eyebrows? I mean, I I've mean, got no eyebrows. Exactly. Look, That's I'm, lunacy. I'm, exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm such a lunatic. I I'm shaved such a lunatic. them off. I took the dearest part of my face and removed it. That's how crazy I am. You're lucky I've got a nose still. He should have removed the body part. I'm just saying. That's what real I, lunatics do. That those eyebrows. I can't. I can't. Did you have? Did you have a problem with him I returning on Raw? That. No. I mean, all this time gone, the return comes on Raw. No, because they wanted because the turn is coming. No, because he <laughs> needs to come back, and he needs somebody to come back with, and sort of give him the rub again. Oh, and doesn't need bring a rub. back the partnership and the back and forth witty banter they were having. You know what I mean? To make it an easy transition. And then he can go off on his own again. They just want to make it an easy transition. Um, so you think they're going to stay a team or you think he's going to turn? No, no. Everyone's just, predicting again, the turn. I'm predicting a turn. easy transition. As, as Seth Rollins said, he's only going to be in his corner. It's not really a tag team match. He's just in his corner. Yeah. So it's a singles not, match so for the Intercontinental Championship. So he's not going to do much He's just going to betray Seth. You know what I mean? You Oh, yeah. I don't think so. It's going to cost them the matchup. I don't think here's so. Here's why I think. Here's where I think the story goes. And, and here's wh where I would take this oh, if I was turning oh, him I here. Just, I just, I'm, I'm so sorry. What? It just dawned on me. Uh-oh. I mean that he had no eyebrows. Lightning bolt. While Dolph Ziggler had the worst oh. hair day ever. You know what? What is Dolph's up with the nappy curly roots I don't know. that you, he has? You know what his hair reminds me of? You remember the old SmackDown games where they wanted to give Jericho like straight hair, 
but they didn't really have the graphics to make it wavy, so it just oh, stayed in God. that hardened position. It's, no matter where he turned his head, it's a terrible flat iron. It's like he—it's a did rush it, job. It's no, its like he did it himself. Oh wow, that's no it's good. like as if he was waiting online for all the girls to get their hair did, and he was like, you know what? Fuck this! I'm gonna do it myself. How hard can it be? Clearly, it's hard to no, do. You know what I think he did? I think he got it done. But the minute he got it done, it was annoying to him. No, I, and he, he pinned it up. He no, he no. He, first I think of he all, sweated out in the in the, in the ponytail. He sweated it out, so everything near his roots is just curled up. Yeah. But then he wanted to keep everything flat, so he flat ironed it. But then the but then he but then he does the thing of what every girl does and every girl shouldn't do after you do your hair is you tuck it behind your ear oh you God. tuck it behind your ear now that gets all sweaty and now you have this weird indent around the ear but yet he was trying to create Between. bangs he, he he parted the front in two so it's straight in the front around his ear and then straight out behind his ear it it was a it was listen. a weird fucked up mess listen and i don't want to have to turn ziggler into a negative Ziggler, Ziggler is already a okay. verb. Zig, I ha, I, okay, I don't know if you guys know. I turned Ziggler into a verb. Any guy that over-exaggerates a move or oversells a move to make the other guy look good and make a move look devastating, you are Ziggling because that's Ziggler. what Ziggler does all the time. He done ziggles. He's Ziggler's. All the time, but I don't want to have to turn his name into a negative. Yes. I don't want to have to turn bad hair a bad hair ziggler. day, okay, into a Ooh. ziggler. Like if you can't do your hair right, I don't want you to have zigglered your hair. How's my hair look? Ooh, that hairdresser ziggered you. Look oh, at that. Like for real, <laughs> I, I don't. I, I don't want. I don't want to have to turn him we into a negative. We don't want to have to get to that point. I, ho- I no hope not. I hope he gets his act together and realizes he needs to keep that shit curling. Here's my prediction for the heel turn. And I don't even know if they're going to do it this way because I think it's too in-depth. I think I think it's it's too far out of the box. But I just think it would be an interesting story to tell. Because when you think about it, uh, Dean Ambrose was signed six years ago. And so it's been a six-year career. Once again, the Iron Man makes every show, double shots, yada, yada, yada. He's only been injured twice in his career. This being the most serious of the two. The first one wasn't really that serious. He was hurt. It took him out of the ring. That's where we got the Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins team for a while, and then Dean was just kind of talking. It wasn't a serious injury, but he was hurt. And then, of course, there's the shoulder thing. He's only been injured twice in his entire career. The first time he was injured, he was with the Shield, the old version of the Shield. They made do. Then he broke up with the Shield, did his own single thing for like four years, ran hard, didn't get hurt once. He's back with the Shield. And it wasn't but two months, and he got hurt. So the only two times he has ever been hurt is whilst he was supposed to have two guys watching his back. Those were the only times he was hurt. When he was worried about Justine Ambrose, he was WWE champion, Intercontinental champion, United States, all this stuff. When he was a part of a, ta- a group, that's usually when he gets hurt. And when he gets hurt, the other two guys always manage to be in just the right spot at just the right time to capitalize on said injury. First time Dean was hurt, they became Roman and Seth became tag team champions. Seth gets hurt. I mean, Dean gets hurt again. Shield breaks up because they can't do the Shield without the third member. They tried, dear Lord. And then Roman back into the Universal Title picture. Seth 
into the Intercontinental Championship situation. Both of them are now lead characters in those two title pictures, and Dean once again on the back on the, on the back burner. That would lead to some tension, I would fucking believe, right? Because now Dean's healthy. Dean's ready to go. Everyone knows now that he's ready to go. That's common knowledge. He hasn't been hurt the entire time he's been out. And the only time that Seth calls him is when he needs him to back him in a feud with Ziggler and McIntyre. That would lead to some tensions, I would believe, even to a lunatic. I don't I don't think it would lead into Why any- not? But he's eating okay, off your table. He's cashing in off it of your matter, fucking injury. But it, I mean, if if, if they're bo- if look, they're both mo- mooching off of his uh, injury. But who do you go after first? The person with the bigger belt, or the person after the smaller belt? I would. It, you would no. think bigger belt, but he doesn't go after the bigger belt because the bigger belt's already in the bigger storyline. So he no, goes after the smaller one. No, if I was Dean, I wouldn't go after the Universal Championship. I wouldn't go after Roman first because I would. I need Roman to win that belt first. I can't become the Universal Champion if the Universal Championship is elsewhere. I need that belt to be here. And the only way currently for that to happen, currently, is if Roman Reigns, Roman Reigns wins. Then that belt now comes back to Raw full-time. So I'll get to that when I get to that. If I can't get to the Universal title because it's a crapshoot, how that's going to end up, I know the Intercontinental title is going to be here. That's not going anywhere. Regardless of who wins between Dolph and Seth, it'll be on Raw tomorrow. Universal Championship is a, is a, if I attack Roman now, that Wait, weakens him so, for Brock and that belt goes away. So you're calling? Uh, I think he goes after Seth, whether he wins the title or not. I actually predict Dean stops Seth from uh, winning that championship just to kind of get that tension off with Seth. Once Roman takes care of his business, believe me, I see de- I definitely see Dean going in that direction. Interesting. This is all new information, by the way. We filmed this roundtable for SummerSlam a few days ago. We filmed it before this current Raw and SmackDown. Because the reason why we were comfortable filming it is because it already had 11, 12 matches fucking booked already. Yes, but I did so tell the, you that it was going to be seven hours, and you're like, but it's always seven it hours. It is always seven and hours. And I was like, no, it's going to feel like a long-ass fucking show. It's seven hours. That but they was seven also hours. added another match that you didn't talk about on the yeah, roundtable. Yeah, because they, they, uh, they the added it. Yeah, they added a mixed tag this week. So for those of you listening to the roundtable, we did not discuss it because it was a late edition. And the reason why we didn't discuss it is because of that. And because, I, to be honest with you, I don't really think there's much to discuss. There's almost no build-up to that match at all whatsoever. They're pinning this mixed tag off of one match that took place. So it's a pre-show. Like last w- <sighs> because Rusev and Lana as are as over as they are, maybe not pre-show. Second match. Maybe the first or second match. Not first. Well, who, belt who is going to go first, okay, well, and then you need a slowdown. I'm thinking Shinsuke Jeff Hardy opens that show. That's cool. I think I predicted on the round table, too. That's cool. But that's a, nice that's a good story. start. The question isn't who starts. The question is who goes last. Ooh, for Jeff to come out with that. Ooh. No, nah, Jeff's not coming out with anything special. No one's doing anything Why? special for this show. Because they don't treat it like that anymore. They don't treat it. Th- they don't treat. No, what they do I for SummerSlam is everybody gets new outfits. Yeah, that's the best we get. Because remember for our theme. SummerSlam, the all color whites. of our SummerSlam was all white. If white you wore white, white that night, you were getting the belt. Yeah, and they all did. Okay. Well, Seth wore that white Power Ranger, the white Ranger outfit, and became a double champion New Day. No, it was white and gold, I think. Yeah, it was white and gold. Remember, Bailey yeah. had it yeah. the night before. Everybody who wore 
wore white and gold, so <laughs> I wonder who's coming out with a new outfit. If you have yeah, a new outfit, a new jacket, I think it's so um, you are you are going over. It's one of the reasons why I don't like repeat venues. I don't like when they redo the the, the same show in the same venue every year. Every it just it's so stupid because everyone gets comfortable. Everyone's comfortable. I'm not saying that they're lazy. I'm just saying that they don't feel it's special. So we don't feel that it's special. They're building it like the WrestleMania of the summer. But I don't have uh, a WrestleMania vibe going right now. Like for WrestleMania, like I start getting the blood pumps different around January, February. Like you start, I start itching. I'm like, all right, let's, let's get to the big show. I don't feel like that for SummerSlam anymore. I used to feel like that for SummerSlam back in the day. Because we would get not just new outfits, we'd get new entrances, we'd get new music, we'd get new entrance ways. They'd get more creative with the way that the set design would look and all these different I know, things. But you can't do the, you you can't <sighs> do stuff like God. that in Barclay. It's not like a stadium. Yeah, I know, and it's funny because I hear fans all the time. They're like, "Oh, there's just New York bias. There's East Coast bias because we are getting SummerSlam, and of course." WrestleMania is going to be next door in Jersey here, and everyone's just like, oh, all the good shows are going to be uh, in fucking on the East Coast. Hey, listen, the WWE is in the East Coast. They're here. This is where their well, headquarters well, is. Of course, they're going to spend more time Yeah, well, here. well, not only that, but they have Connecticut. They have New York. They have the, yeah. pet, the Philadelphia fans. You know what I mean? They have New Jersey fans. I mean, there's a, a, a. I mean, not to say that California doesn't have its fans. <laughs> you know what I mean? California's got its own problems. What's it, California we're talking about? It's like three Californias now. You know, I or mean, soon I think. I think there's a vote taking place. It's like the New California, North California, South California. <laughs> oh man, that's so, a big ass state, by the way. California. It's my second, by the way. There's more people downloading me in California than there are in New Jersey. So. Uh, I like California. <laughs> WA, keep doing your thing, right? It's, it's, it's PWA? Is that what it's called? PWG. PWG, You're confusing, sorry. Uh, my thing was PWA up in, uh, up in Connecticut. All these three-letter companies. Yeah. Well, they're all, well, for the most part, three-letters. PWG actually stepped up their game. They used to run out of this little garage area or whatever. That's, they got big there. The DVD sells through the roof. They're now in this nice little theater hall. It's beautiful. If you see it, it's like made for TV. It's perfect. I, I all of a sudden became a PWG fan, like, out of nowhere. I was just like, ah, oh, the presentation. Because I didn't like the presentation before. It was like a literal, like, backyard entrance. It was like a curtain on a string, and, like, there's no guardrails. It's like the fans are, like, right there in the aisleway. There's no real aisleway, actually. Like, the fans, they respect the company, so their fans, like, move out of the way for entrances, but then they, like, collapse onto each other when the match is on. And then it's like an unwritten rule. Like, you just move out of the way. There's no guardrails. So, like, fans are, like, beating on the ring and shit. It's, it's just, like, it's chaos. Like, there's no, like, for, for the most part, I, would, I don't think I've ever seen seats. It's like you buy a ticket to be part of, like, the Thunderdome. Like, you, you may not make it out of this son bitch alive. Like, you have to sign a waiver to go see a PWG show. Because they go off the ropes into the crowd and all kinds of crazy shit. But I've never been huge on PWG. But the product recently has been great. It's been really good. I didn't like stupid. They used to do a lot of stupid shit. Like the hand grenade thing came from there. That was the place. That was the company. My God, I wanted to fucking cry. That was the company that made Jushin Thunder Liger stick a thumb up Tommaso Ciampa's butt. Yeah, they did a whole like conga line of thumb and butts. It was like the dumbest. It was so stupid. It was so dumb. Uh, but let's not talk about PWG right now. It's an audience member can be like, am I bisexual? <laughs> We're going to take a quick second. To talk about our next segment, okay, we have to talk about some weird shit. 
It was definitely one of the segments, like one of the two segments that I came up with recently. Uh, recently, I opened the show with it last time. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it a little deeper into the show, Mrs. O. You're going to have to help me with this out. This segment is called "What the Fuck Is Happening." Oh man, that's deep. What in the fuck is he doing? What the fuck is going on in here on this day? Okay, what the fuck is happening, Mrs. O? What is the story that you found here that is causing all this hubbub? What, what's going on? No, it's just I, I notice every time I've, I scroll through Facebook, there are always memes and articles where I'm like, what the fuck is going on with this world? <laughs> like, what the fuck is going on with these headlines? And then I look and, and the thing is, is that you do this, too. As soon as you see some weird fucked up shit, yeah. you think in your mind. I need to read all the weird fucked up comments That's how this segment that go yes. below the weird <laughs> fucked up shit. That's how this segment started. So then you start yeah. reading all the comments, and the comments are just as fucked up as the original. Yes, absolutely. So it's like, what the fuck squared? You know what yes, I mean? Yes, absolutely. And Mathematically, that checks out. Yeah, yeah. It, and I, 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 I was just looking at this meme, and I saw the top part, and I go, okay. Then I saw somebody's comment, and I went, Really? And I was like, what the fuck is going on with the world? And then you wanted me to be Mr. Investigator. And, you know, I just you, wanted a source. you need That's to it. have a solid source yeah. for your shit. So people so can find it. So then I had to go, go searching for some solid shit. Memes but, are not news. But, <laughs> but if, if there was ever going to be a solid source, I think the New York Times is that a would solid do it, yes. source. Okay? That it's not it, like yes. Viz or Vox or some yeah. weird... A dot yeah. com that you you don't know about, you know. So I was going through my Facebook and there was a meme and it says women in Niobe found immune to HIV. And I'm like, what the wow. fuck? Where but then is the comments underneath it was this is an amazing discovery. But now I pose a question. <laughs> Clears throat. No lie. The comment <laughs> Has in in parentheses clear throat. Or, uh, <laughs> asterisks. Um, how would they know they're immune unless they were trying to purposely give them HIV? Dun, dun, and I'm like, Actually, are, are they saying this is a modern day Tuskegee? I have you know what I, mean? I like, have an actual drop for that. So say that last part again. How would they know they're immune unless they were trying to purposely give them HIV? Yes, yeah, I have a drop for that. That is a crazy response to it because had you not told me that, had you not told me that that was the response, that would have been my response because it's literally the first thing that came to mind. You see? But then uh, I had to dig deeper, okay, and be Nancy Drew here. Oh, and I found the that. New York Name Times, dropping. and it says, the new AIDS mystery. <laughs> <laughs> also clears I, throat. I, I, again, this headline also solves the the guy's comment. You know, it's not people giving people HIV. <laughs> it's prostitutes who have remained immune. So the Whoa. prostitutes are risking their vaginas and lives. <laughs> They're okay? pulling it all out there. On a daily basis, according to the article. Four out of the five guys they have sex with daily, they'll use a condom, but they like to they, they like to risk it all on yeah. the fifth guy have and decide, you know all. what? 
I'm going to spread my legs and not use a condom for you, buddy. Yeah. Just in case you are HIV. <laughs> I don't give a fuck because I've been fucking guys with HIV and I haven't gotten shit so far. So yeah. apparently Roll these the women dice. are like rolling the dice <laughs> at, at least 70 to 90 times a year. And th- some of them have gotten infected. Yes. But then it like clears up the more times they have sex afterwards. She said so, that with her hands going clear. I don't yes, even have to say I what have, you did. I have my hands just, just cut, like starting from my vagina up. going outward, like clearing up. Okay, oh my God. Um, like clearing up after a while, and they're thinking that they're that they're building up an immunity to the HIV the more times they have sex. Oh so they're doing this whole study on it and then they're they're noticing that the moment the prostitutes stop having sex uh-huh and they take a momentary break for a couple of months oh my god the like hiv comes back the age the age it fires up the comeback it comes HIV, back. it's like the only way back. to stop the hiv is to have more sex Oh my God! It's like a never-ending cycle. So, 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 so the, the 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 people who are doing more studies or who are trying to find a, a vaccine or a cure is saying this is vital information. We, tr- we need to use they're this. They're trying to find a coochie cure. Yes, and the only way to do it is with more sex. More sex. There's only one way to solve this: more intercourse. More intercourse. So, uh, and everyone out there, when we do so find a cure, please take a moment to thank those prostitutes. Yeah, I know. Thank you. How did they, they explain? Our cause. How did they explain to the fifth guy? Because you're in the room with a bunch of guys, and you're each going into the room to fuck this lady. And the first guy went in and put on a condom. The second guy who went in put on a condom. Third guy did. Fourth guy did. When the fifth guy went to go put his condom on, the doctor said, "Hold up, not you, buddy." No, the doctor you, didn't say that. You win the prize. <laughs> Raw skins for you, say my that. friend. You know, but I mean, like, well, there's how some did they notify him to not put the condom on? Then? No, the the, the 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 women are just saying that the, there are guys that so the other the, they know he doesn't are know he's fifth. He doesn't know he's fifth. He doesn't, he doesn't know he's know the fifth he's dick of the day. It's 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 not like they're keeping track of who's fifth. The women are just saying that they normally have sex on a basis five times a they're day. Playing coochie roulette. And it could be the first guy, the second guy, the third guy, but with one of the five, they yeah. don't use a condom for. So whoever wants it raw, dog, I'm sorry, but you but either have cancer like a, or about to get cancer. Is that a number that and was agreed upon upon all the hoes where it's just like, hey, ladies, that fifth guy? Take a chance. It's a killer. <laughs> that fifth guy could be a killer. Yes, it could be. But I'm just like, in my mind, I'm like, what the fuck? And when you delve deeper, delve deeper, you you're go. even more like, what the fuck? But this is what's happening in the world. Well, hopefully that fifth guy didn't del- delve that deep because uh, he would have found the HIV jackpot. Oh, my So God. one of the crazier stories that I told on this show was the lady who threw crap at Tim Hortons. And then uh, the first time I did this segment, which was a while ago, because I've had nothing but guests on for forever. There was a, a gentleman who went to Planet Fitness and uh, did a workout completely nude and freaked everybody out and uh, attacked the cops and whatnot. It was a, it was a hell of a day. And so uh, so my third segment here of uh, what the fuck is happening involves prostitutes and HIV. And uh, I'd like to thank Mrs. O for bringing that across the table for us here and educating all of us on where is you know Niobe? That, you know where that, fe- that, that, that felt like for a second? You know how every time there's a guest on Ridiculousness and they have to bring a clip with them yes. that they show at the end? I felt like I, this is what I, that was. I brought a clip today. You brought a clip. It Co- involves, you're welcome, fans. It, it you're in, welcome. It involves infected And coochie. by the way, Niobe, 
Nairobi. Nairobi is in Africa. It's in Africa. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jesus Christ. To that guy's comment, he was like, well, were they purposely trying to uh, infect these women? <laughs> uh, clear throat. I upset that he used parentheses. I'm more no, of a... No, actually, I'm sorry. It's an asterisk. It, no. Yeah, it's, an, it's the two little yes. stars before yes, yes, and yes, after. Yes, yes, yes. I was just going to say. My apologies. I, I'm more of, a, of an asterisk guy myself. I like, I like to... Uh, to, to use the asterisks. I'm definitely that. That was definitely a what the fuck. I can't top that. I don't. I think the segment's dead. I don't think I'm going to be able to top HIV infected prostitutes for another segment. Are you okay? Why not? <laughs> oh, boy. HIV infected prostitutes. I don't know where to go from that. Oh, I know. Madison Square Garden. Let's talk about... Our <laughs> she just made this weird face. Let's talk yeah, about... like how can you segue from I prostitutes to any, Madison Square Garden? I can do, the fact first that there all, was uh, prostitutes near Madison uh, Square Garden, which is near Times Square, you which you can get a two-hour blowjob Pensil- back in the day. You know, Pennsylvania Hotel. Hello. Hello, hello. Anyway, you guys don't know about that if you're not from New York. You wouldn't know nothing about that. But let's segue into our top news story. And now back to Action News 5. Our top story tonight... Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. So, everyone's been talking about it. I will also talk about it. But I will try my best to be positive about the situation. I will not lend any negativity to the situation at all whatsoever. I would like to start off this conversation. Mrs. O rolls her eyes. Yes, (laughs) asterisks. Uh, <laughs> I would like to start off this conversation by saying congratulations to the folks over at Ring of Honor and New Japan Pro Wrestling for, on paper, selling out Madison Square Garden. It's a big thing. I think they're the only company to ever do it that's not WWE. I can't recall any company coming into the, that building at all, let alone selling it out. Because to be honest with you, the WWE at this point can't sell it out. But you see, you, you can't say, say they are the first company besides WWE and then in a second or two, reverse that comment. <laughs> Undo all that Undo goodwill. Undo what you just said. <laughs> I just have a problem uh, accepting someone telling me that an event or a show is sold out and yet... I could go to any website that exists on the internet and purchase a ticket to said event. Now, I've recently been lectured about the idea that the days of an old school sellout, you know, the old days when you used to have the ticket booth out and you sell all your tickets and you would literally have the sign up front, sold out. There's no tickets left. There's no way into the building. All the seats are sold, yada, yada, yada. But those days are over. That there's always a secondary market for pretty much anything. It, it, any, any, anything that can be you can sell a ticket to, that ticket is always a, there's always a secondary price. No, I see. I I think you're having a problem with the fact that now nowadays in the current on, on the internet we now have online scalpers. Yes, you, yes. StubHub and SeatGeek. You know, what I mean, they're all. Online scalpers. Those are the people who go buy ten tickets just to stand out front and sell it to you for a higher price. 
But in all actual reality, that place, because they bought those 10 tickets, bought all the, if there was only 10 tickets and they right. bought all 10, technically that place is all sold out. And yes, you can buy the ticket from the scalp, scalper, but right. that still doesn't mean the that that place sold. Doesn't, wasn't sold right. out. Which is why so, I'm congratulating them. Exactly, but, I have but you want to uncongratulate issue. them. Yes, because I have a bigger okay? issue. But see, but your issue, your issue... Okay, it's the fact that they're saying what exactly that they're sold out, which is which is fact. Right, it is fact. Paper. I don't have a problem with Ring of Honor or New Japan announcing a sellout. That's not where my problem is. My problem is the beating of the chest and the overall celebration amongst fans that the building is sold out because of that secondary market. So what happens is is they sell the tickets, right? They're sold out. They officially every seat that is available in Madison Square Garden has been purchased by someone, right? That's what made it a sellout. That's great. But a lot of those tickets, a lot, are going to, are, were purchased specifically. For resale. To, for resale, right, which means there isn't a warm body in that seat, technically, until someone comes onto the second market and buys that ticket. My problem with the fans boasting and going on and on about how the building is sold out it's a sold out venue is what happens is is when you're trying to fill seats at madison square garden that means you're trying to also get the casual fan it's not just about the hardcore. you're filling the world's most famous arena you want to grab the casuals okay and the casual if the casual hears the word sold out they're not gonna go they're online they're not gonna go online and look for a ticket they just heard from a bunch of real fans, buildings sold out. It's going to be filled to the rafters. Real fan. Okay. But a real fan will not tell the casual fan that it's sold out. But they are. No, no. A real fan uh -huh. will not say it's sold out unless they go online and see if they can actually purchase tickets like we did. We heard sold out. What right. did we do? Yeah, let's see if it's really sold out. And yeah, we, went we knew it wasn't really sold and out. And we right. looked it up to see if it was really right. sold out. But, here's but a real fan right. would do that. A casual fan would just take the TV and yeah, take word for the it print and go about word the for it. Yeah. They would, wouldn't take the real fan's word for it. The real fan would have to do their digging and let them know, no, that's not really true. You can still get it here and here and here. You still, you'll still be able to get some seats. Or I know somebody. I know somebody who already bought five tickets. They were l looking to bring a group, but some people, you know, uh, decided not to go. They have a couple of tickets. I'll let you go. Right, but the real fan is telling the casual that no, it's sold out. Yes, they are. Here's the you example. Don't know that. Here's the example why. Here, here's the example of what I'm giving you. No, no, no. Out, out there, out there. I, I, I need you to post up this shit because apparently uh, Orsini thinks uncensored means he knows all. I, real fan, go out there and let me know if you are telling the casual fan. Okay, that you can't buy They're no not, more they tickets. May, they may not be doing it directly. By simply going to your Facebook page and posting a status so, with the caps, so we sold the building out. New Japan Ring of Honor, we're sold out. Madison Square Garden. That's a the stupid Raptors. fan. Right. That's but not by, a real by, fan. By posting, by posting that status, right? Let's say, let's say Tom and Brad. Brad's a real wrestling fan. He's obsessed. This is all he thinks about. This is all he talks about, right? He posts that status up. Tom... Is a but casual. He 
but that's what I'm saying. People are. That's but the problem. But they're not the real fans. I no. This is the thing. No, 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 no. I, that, I think there's a lot of casuals. Of real there are and, ca- there and are casual, casual fans. The, the real fans. Real right? fans. Real fans. We're real fans. And what right? do we do? We check to see if the tickets exactly. were available. Right. But there are others who will claim that we're there are even more fans than us. Okay, who are going out there saying and they're beating their the, chest and doing the, all these they're things? They're stupid fans. Okay, but you're calling them stupid fans. They're calling themselves real fans. That's why I go after these people. They you're on my side then, because they're not real fans. Because real fans wouldn't let people on the outside bubble feel like they can't get in. Real fans would tell them, "Hey, we just sold this building out. This is going to be a hell of a fucking show. You should buy a ticket." That's not what they're doing. They're actually telling the casuals to fuck off. That's what I'm worried about. You can call it a sellout show, but we know for a fact those tickets are on the secondary market. If no one goes on StubHub and buys those tickets, that building is going to be empty. It doesn't matter if they sold those tickets. That's why I'm trying to tell people online, shut the fuck up. If you want to share or retweet New Japan a Ring of Honor's announcement and be proud of the fact that it, that, a, that a, a Ring of Honor show who's been around for only about 12 years or... or 2002, about 16 years, and New Japan, who's been around for forever, but never really made any huge waves here in the States, that's two birds with one stone, two of the biggest promotions, not WWE, selling out one of the most famous arenas on the entire planet. Share that. Rejoice in that. Don't tell the other motherfuckers across the street to go fuck off. We're having arguments online. There are actual Ring of Honor fans who are claiming okay, that the WWE and everybody who is a fan of the WWE is a piece of shit. There's nothing about... They are a Ring of Honor New Japan fans online saying the WWE fans are bullshit. They're not real fans. They're garbage. They're ruining the business. And it goes the other way. WWE fans looking at Ring of Honor saying, hey, you should thank us for selling that building out because if you didn't do it for WrestleMania weekend, you would have never sold the building out, which the other argument actually works because a lot of the tickets that were sold for the Madison Square Garden show were sold on the Honor Club and Ring of Honor, their own exclusive fan base thing. So a lot of the Ring of Honor fans, real Ring of Honor fans, bought those tickets. So there's a lot of people online saying we could have sold those tickets regardless of the weekend based on what actually happened. But it's, it's like this inner war between WWE fans, there's, there's sports entertainment fans, and then there's real wrestling fans. And it's getting crazy between the two. Whereas, instead of thinking of this situation as what this could be, if you think about it on paper, one of the greatest wrestling weekends of all time, TakeOver, G1, WrestleMania, same fucking weekend. That's huge. But people aren't seeing it as an amazing weekend. They're seeing it as almost like a war. Where it's like we're planning. There's actually people saying that the, the you know, because WrestleMania is going to be at MetLife. That's like what, 70, 75,000 people? And there are people who are going to G1 saying that G1 is going to be an even bigger show than WrestleMania. Now, WrestleMania is going to be trash. You're going to be out there for seven or eight hours fiddling your thumbs. You're going to be bored out of your mind. I'm going to G1. I'm going to have the greatest fucking time. Some of these people really talk to, like, like, but like when they walk in the door from Madison Square Garden for the G1, they will reach a climax, literally in their pants when they get there. That's why when you and I, because you and I had talked about going to the show when they announced it, we said, okay, when, they, when those tickets go on sale, we're going to look up the tickets. And, of course, the day they went on sale, they were, quote, unquote, sold out. Fine, no problem, but neither one of us and nobody that I spoke to who didn't have tickets had any problem finding tickets. It was just that secondary market 
was very expensive. Was wasn't this the same situation with the All In show? Yes, almost identical. Where it's they're, actually they're still having that problem now. This is what my fear is because they sold out in twenty six minutes. That was the tweet. We sold out in twenty six minutes, which on paper they sold out. I've got no problem with that. Congratulations, boys, you made your money. But I'm not worried about the money as a fan. And, and I'm speaking to you guys as the fans. Stop like worrying success, about the you money because you're not getting a cut of that fucking money. What the fuck do you care if the promotion made their money? Since when? The same people who are happy that the seats were sold, even though they're on the secondary market, are the same people who get mad when McDonald's won't share profits with their employees. You know, hey, you're a major million dollar company. You should give these people more money. But yet on the flip side of it, the promotion in this case is making literally almost all of the money. And everyone's excited about it. What do you give a shit if those seats are sold, if no one's sitting in them? If I watch this G1 show on a stream because they're trying to find a a system in which they can stream the show live online for people who couldn't get in. They're gonna the same thing with all in. They're gonna try and stream it. For those of you who couldn't catch it, they're gonna try to find a way to get it streamed online so you guys can still watch it. If I turn this stream on after all this fucking talk, right? We sold this building out. All in was supposed to be what, ten thousand people. Madison Square Garden holds about fifteen, sixteen thousand people. Okay? If I turn in the stream for all in and I only see like six hundred people, you failed. That's a garbage-looking show. I don't give a fuck who's on it. We sold the building out. So where are the fuck are the people? Stop telling these people that it's sold out and start beating your chest. I I want people in the seats. Again, I think that the only way that this is going to be solved or people are going to learn from it is to see the actual show unfold and see if the seats are filled up or not. Because they'll learn from their mistakes. They need to make the mistake first. I don't think so they're seeing I it think, as a mistake. I, I, I think, think they see it as all, a, a reach. No, they're just no, reaching. No. After this show, after All In, and after this ROH show, if they don't have the, sh- the, 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 the seats packed up and it looks practically empty, next time they're not going to go out there and say we're sold out. They learned their lesson. I said, I said It's a hard this, lesson to learn, though, yeah. because then your product looks crappy when it could have looked amazing yeah. but what looks better a full four forty five hundred uh person building jump the gun advertising yeah. jump the gun there's i said this before all in sold their tickets i did a show i did a segment at all in before the tickets went on sale and i said on the show i don't see them selling it out right away as we get closer as they push to promotional stuff start announcing talent start announcing matches as we get closer to september We'll get close to the sellout. I predict they probably will sell it out, but maybe not until August. This was going back to like June and shit, right? Because, you know, it's coming up. By the way, that show is on our anniversary, by the way, September 1st. So I figured I would get close. Then they put the tickets on sale. The some bitch got sold in 26 minutes. And I got killed online because I said, I don't believe it. No fucking way. No independent company ever has come close to 10,000. Never. All have attempted, by the way. How many times did we see, even here in New York, remember that whatever company who tried to run City Field? But it, I remember you close. also telling me that th- that you read online that they said they were sold out, but yet All Japan Pro, right? It's called All Japan Pro? New Japan. New Japan Pro bought 
more than half of those tickets. Yeah, New Japan purchased some tickets. Ring of Honor had purchased so some tickets. So they're yeah. probably going to do like a, a package deal where but you they get sold air flight and ticket yeah. and hotel. I don't want to sell this like, image to people like they bought these tickets and then like they just gave them money and stashed tickets away. They they purchased the legal rights to these tickets. Another secondary market. So what happens is is those tickets go on sale on the New Japan Pro Wrestling site. It's the only reason why they purchased them so I that think, legally I, I think you're gonna have they could be another outlet to sell those tickets. But the point is, is that's secondary market. If you tell Tom, Joe, and Harry that the show is sold out and they don't care yes, enough but, about wrestling to double check that but, but and just the, take your word for it, Japan side, on. on the Japan side, when they market it in Japan, they're not going to say it's sold out. They're going to say, hey, we have these tickets. Because New Japan's smart. Exactly. They're going to sell it because they want people to travel over it it and kind of have it like as this yes. experience. Yes. Come to New York. See a show. But don't you think hotel. it makes you look stupid if you go out and you say, I sold all my tickets. I'm sold out. But then the people who you sold the tickets to say, hey, guys, I have tickets for sale. Doesn't that seem a little retarded a little bit? Hey, guys, we sold the building as out. I and said, the guy next to you is going, hey, by the way, I have tickets as to that I show. Said, the advertising and marketing goofed. It's not a goof. It and was a simple announcement. And the fans took it and fucking ran with it. I can understand if so I'm Ring of Honor. You're mistaken. You're not blaming the organization. I'm not blaming the organizations for anything. You're they made an the announcement. Fans. They made an announcement. So you're blaming the fans for repeating the announcement. I'm blaming the fans for for running for it into the ground and yes, just beating their the chest about it, right? And just they're not even repeating well, it. They're just like you, shouting okay. it into the ground. Okay. We sold the building okay. out, and I'm but like, see, relax. That doesn't make any sense to me either. If a parent says. Oh, fuck you. And then the child hears that and says, oh, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. And now they're saying fuck you all over the place. Yeah, and the and kid they're gets like, in trouble. fuck you. The kid, the kid gets, gets in, in trouble, trouble. But then you also pl- blame the parent who started that whole mess. Because you shouldn't have said that in front of your but child. But see, that's not a good analogy. So because again, no, that is a good analogy. No, it's not. Because, because they're you're, the ones who said it first. No, but. Okay. And your that's analogy. why the children ran with it. No, no. See, and you're you the reason the child, why. No, I'm no, no, at the no, 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 no. That's not good enough. That's not good. Because in your analogy, the parent said fuck. That's a bad word. You don't want your kid repeating it. New Japan and Ring of Honor didn't say anything bad. All they said was we had a successful first day. We sold all of our initial tickets. It. There's nothing wrong with that. When you take that, that one announcement, they didn't tag WWE to it. They didn't put a picture up of Kerry Soaking with his middle finger in the fucking air going, ha, fuck WWE. We didn't. Ring of Honor didn't put a tweet out saying, fuck TakeOver, come to G1. That's the fans doing that. They took a good thing, which, by the way, Vince... Vince, who doesn't care about anything outside of his bubble, right? There's nothing outside of the WWE exists. Even his team, his personal social media team and all that stuff, took the time to congratulate the people involved. It was a good thing. No, see, see, the I, fans no. took it and no, just no, went, no, no, no. ah, I fuck think, you. I think, I think you're mix, mixing two stories together because you said that the fans took that statement and ran with it, meaning... They were saying that it's sold out, and therefore the secondary companies are not may not sell their tickets, and you may have empty seats. That was your problem. Now you're saying that the fans kind of went overboard in another direction by now taking all their taking that re- positive response and putting hate on the WWE and all the other companies, right? It's a fan war. Yeah. Okay. It's a f- okay. I had a train of thought and I lost it. Um, <laughs> 
Don't worry about it, because I'm correct anyway, no, so it doesn't no, matter. No, 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 no. Okay, but I think you're getting that confused with something else that you told me. You told me about that whole inside stuff that was happening with Vince and everything. About we how were calling the garden and shutting him down the first time yes. around. Yeah, he's gonna I, try. That's why I think the fans went in that other direction. You're intermingling the two stories and the two comments together. So when it comes to our, so, our, our okay, when it comes to our show is sold out. Uh huh. Yes, they ran with it and said our the show is sold out. We did great. We sold out the building. Blah blah blah. And went to the comment you made about that seats being empty possibly because it's actually not sold out right on the other hand now they're making comments of fuck you wwe we did it we're amazing so what you're saying what you. they had a reason no no no, no. They, they, to fuck them? they did they made those comments in response to what vince was trying to do vince was trying to shut them down right they didn't get shut down they actually right. did get the building they and succeeded. now they're saying fuck you vince we got the building okay. and we sold it out. And I'm going to tell you so in response to that, that that's not good enough. Vince. No, but that that's was not, response to Vince. And, and the, but that's my point. You know, you that should have having a fucking pride. response. No, 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 no. You shouldn't have a response. No, 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 not good enough. Not good enough. No, I don't you accept say it. not good enough. You should not have a fucking response to Vince McMahon. Vince Why? McMahon is, is the owner of the WWE. The WWE has been the only company the in that building ever. But the casual fan always feels no, like no, they no. have a right to have no. a I'm not a talking about the casual. I'm actually talking about the hardcore fan. There's Ring of Honor guys who are sitting here going, fuck Vince McMahon. They can say that to Vince McMahon. But if they, Vince McMahon was actually in front of you, their faces, you they don't, wouldn't say half that shit. Let's just say, for instance, let's just, let's just say in this instance, right? The Ring of Honor fans, the New Japan fans, the Puriso fans, Strong Style fans, they got to win here. Right? Vince McMahon, the big evil empire, WWE, tried to shut this whole thing down. They failed. Madison Square Garden finally grew a pair, took a chance on these guys, because I'm pretty sure Madison Square Garden didn't know who the fuck a Ring of Honor or a New Japan was up until a few weeks, maybe even months ago. Took a chance on these guys. They sold the building out. Chalk one up to Ring of Honor New Japan. That is that is a win, Right? But on the board, since we're keeping score, is Ring of Honor New Japan, Indie Fans, 1, WWE, 3,557,193 wins. Okay? You got one win. You shouldn't be talking shit after one fucking win. You Listen. should be... Flaming, uh, making these Listen, flames go higher and higher so you can stay got successful. They finally a win. No, if no. a loser... Finally got uh-huh. a W. They would be saying "suck it" too, and they would be just as stupid. And, if and you've lost twelve thousand fights in matter. a row and then you it win one, matter. you can't talk shit. They, yes, they will. No, talk you can't. Shit. You yes, can't they do that. will. Who was that guy? There was a boxer who who had the title for a long time and got beat by a nobody. Uh, Tyson. Was it we Tyson? Got, we got beat by Buster Douglas that one crazy sure. fight. Sure. But I bet Buster went around like, I got it. One, suck it. One, yeah, uh-uh. well, I'm glad, celebrated. I'm glad we Put brought his hands that up. up I'm glad the nearest we, girl near I'm him. I'm glad we brought okay. that up because exactly I'm what. Winner. I'm the winner. I'm uh, glad. I'm so okay. glad you brought that up. He's because that is my fear. That is my fear. I don't want Ring of Honor in New Japan to be Buster Douglas. 
that's what my fear is. You just gave me the perfect analogy to use for my argument. Buster Douglas knocked out Mike Tyson. Uh, it's controversial. Mouthpiece excuses. Yada yada. He won the fight. He to- he toppled the untoppable. Right. He won one fight. The next fight as defending champion, he got waxed. We never saw his bitch ass again. But he will That's still what always I don't be want. the person who knocked out Mike Tyson. Who knocked out yeah. Mike Tyson? Yeah, you know what that means? He Nothing. He's a trivia name. question. That's it. And a legacy. No, no money. Who no the fuck legacy. Cares? You who, didn't even remember the, his name. What legacy? Fu- who the fuck you were like, cares? who's that boxing guy R-O-H with that boxing? And New Japan. That's what it will love. To One be a win? trivia question. No, they, they don't. They shouldn't want that. They don't be a trivia question. It. They would love it. Win they'd rather, some be, fucking they'd rather decorum, be one trivia question than no trivia question. You know what this you know what this this whole situation has done? Up until this But Madison this is just Square the Garden. beginning though. So I mean it's just it's just the beginning. Right. Which is so, why you shouldn't be talking shit. It's just the beginning. Up until this situation, Ring of Honor and New Japan had a very good working relationship with WWE. Shinsuke's uh, uh, debut in the WWE, they were using New Japan uh, Pro footage, all these little DVDs and stuff they've been putting out for the talent using Ring of Honor footage. They've been coinciding with one another. This doesn't help that situation at all. Yes, but they're not the one saying all that shit. Who, Ring of Honor? No, they're not talking shit. It's the fans. Right, but I mean, they're hurting that case. But they're not hurting their kids. The fans are. And Vince doesn't care about the online fans. Vince don't look Are you shitting me? Of comments. course he gives no, a shit. He Every two seconds, no, hashtag this, Twitter this, no, more followers than this. He, he doesn't give a shit. Come on, I'll he follow he listens to. Because they talk all the time about who they want to see more, who they want to see less, and he doesn't give a shit about that their part. Opinions. He doesn't give a shit Triple about because he's gonna because he's gonna Triple run his show the way he's gonna run. He hears everything. Okay, Triple H pays attention. Which, what do you think Triple but H's not, mentality is Vince, now about Ring of Honor Vince, in New Japan? Can you imagine how Triple H must feel right now? Because I know Vince didn't go to New Japan and Ring of Honor asking for footage. Vince didn't make that call. Somebody made that call for Vince. Who do you think was the one it's elbowing? Somebody who doesn't care. Who do you think was elbowing the old man saying, hey, if we burn off this footage, we're just going to make our product look really good. Oh, yeah, sure, go. And then he goes and does it. And because then they go and do this. Because so Vince th- is like, are you fucking serious? Because he doesn't see them as competition, so he don't give a fuck. It's not really ah, bothering them. Wait, 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 wait. If Vince didn't see them as competition, why did he make the phone call then? Why bother even canceling it? They're not competition. There's no way they're going to sell the building out. He's petty. That's it. He's just petty. He's just petty. <laughs> he's the type of he's mine. He's a, this toy's mine. He's the That's type it. of guy where at a senior prom, one guy asks a freshman out, and the guy goes to the principal. This is only a senior prom. Only seniors should be there. <laughs> okay, he would be that type. Yeah. Remember that the, freshman can't be. Did there. I ever tell you the Paul Heyman story about uh, Vince McMahon and his sneeze? And his sneeze. Sneeze. Did you, you, you did tell me once, but you you, right. you may tell all the yeah the for those of you who've never censored fans. Yeah, out for there. those of you who've never heard the story before, Paul Heyman told the story. He's told it on a few different shows, but for the for the most part, the, the short version of the story is this: is that one time Paul Heyman was at a writers' meeting. This is back when he was the head writer for SmackDown, and they were at a uh, we're at a meeting. They're going through the whole meeting. Vince talking blah blah blah, and right in the middle of whatever Vince is saying, Vince. Starts to like do the whole flinching thing, and then all of a sudden, and nothing happened. It didn't even come out, right? So he, you could tell it right after that. He starts getting like a little, you can see him a little frustrated, 
And then eventually the sneeze comes out, whatever. And he just goes ballistic. Oh, he's profanity, yada, yada, yada. He actually canceled the rest of the meeting. So Paul Heyman leaves the meeting and he's talking, I think, to Steph or somebody. And he goes, can you imagine a guy who loves, thrives, and just needs to be in such control all the time that a sneeze, a bodily function that no human can control, that a sneeze would fuck him up because he can't control the sneeze. Like, he's that in control of things. Like, he needs to be in full control of things so badly that anything out of control just fucking kills him. Can you imagine his fucking face when someone else took his toy and, and shined it up? Because to be honest with you, you've lived here your whole life, okay? Madison Square Garden, world's most famous arena, that's stretching it in 2018. There's not a whole lot going on at the Garden. It's not necessarily the world's most famous arena anymore. I've been to a lot of arenas in my lifetime, and Madison Square Garden doesn't really measure up to a lot of the places that I've fucking been. Okay? Madison Square Garden is, doesn't exactly have the lure that it once had. There's no great no. boxing matches. The Knicks are trashed. They've been trashed for decades. But they haven't been there in a very long time. The WWE stopped them, going there. They do house they shows made, every now and then. Yeah, the major pay-per-views haven't been there the in a long time. The Rangers are okay, but, but they don't but, make but a lot of this. Nothing happening. Madison Square Garden is living ex, off of is, a, is a reputation ex, of a long time ago. That's what it is. Yes. Oh, yeah, it's an ex-girlfriend. Okay. dated for two months. It's an ex-girlfriend that you dated for two months ten years ago. <laughs> but you still don't want anybody else to date her. No, for a long time, okay. for decades, they had some of their best. Uh, remember that was, even in the territorial days, when everybody was selected to their own little territories, the WWE always had the Garden, and they would run. They would run the Garden weekly back in the day, and then last, and then last, and then last, and then the like, attitude. Okay, fine. Era. Okay, fine. That was the only New York. It was building. the ex-girlfriend yeah. you had the most amazing sex with yeah. in your life. For that two was months. the ex-wife, essentially. Okay. <laughs> and then you haven't seen for ten years. Yeah, okay? and you just don't want nobody else fucking with and your you stuff. Exactly, That's you don't it. want everybody else to have that. Yeah, That's well, Ring of Honor in New Japan Vince. banged the shit out of his ex-wife, and he's not happy. He's not, but he hasn't <laughs> been there in a while. They might make and, a uh, baby. And 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 <laughs> she has needs, too. She does okay? have needs. Well, you and, know what's and funny? she needs her seats I to wonder, be filled. I, <laughs> even if it's by a secondary market. Exactly. It's, uh, I, I have a distinct feeling, because remember, there was a phone call made, and then there was a cancellation. Remember, Madison Square Garden, they had this date before, August 6th. They canceled it. What happened between that moment to putting it back on again? I guess we'll never know. But as soon as it was back on again, I mean, the wheels moved fast. There was announcements made. Remember, we saw the, the YouTube video. Um, tickets went on sale fast. It's only August. They're selling tickets for an April show. You know, this, this thing became real, like really fucking fast. And, uh, and it's the G1. For those of you who don't follow New Japan, it's, it's their biggest uh, tournament, their biggest event. You know, it's like their Royal Rumble, their Survivor Series. So uh, the G1 is, is going to be, again, in Madison Square Garden, April 6th, uh, going head-to-head. We didn't even get into that. But maybe that's uh, another topic for another day. Uh, as we get closer, because, again, this show takes place in April. So as we get closer, we'll start to do a little bit more conversation about G1 versus the NXT TakeOver, which is a whole other fucking bag of shit that needs to be discussed. Because as of right now, it's just two events heading against each other. We know that takeovers are awesome. We know the G1 is awesome. As we get closer, we'll get more specifics, and then we'll really start to break down. Because the problem now in New York is going to be, where, which one do you go to? <laughs> which one? Like, a lot of fans, when it was announced, were pissed because they're like, how am I supposed to fucking choose 
which one I'm going to go to. So we'll see. We'll talk about that as we get closer. That is our top news story of the week. Again, as a reminder, folks, I am we are getting the fuck out of here uh, Thursday morning. Life has thrown eight million bricks at us over the course of the last seven days uh, in an effort to try to dampen what is supposed to be a very happy time in in the Orsini household. But we're holding strong and holding true. And this Thursday, we are going to be on an airplane headed to sunny, hopefully. Sunny, because last time we went to Florida, we got hit with a monsoon, so sunny orlando florida if you're listening to this show right now and you are in florida please welcome us with open arms we will be (laughs) and if anybody out there who lives in florida wants to give us passes to an attraction for free much like the last time we were in florida i would not say no to some free attraction passes if you guys are true fans of the show you will uh you will hook me up Me and my family, by the way, not just me. I'm not going to Disney World by myself. That would be terrible. Mrs. L, thank you so much for being here. I know you got to be exhausted. We got to we got to start wrapping this up. Good night. Yes. <laughs> good day and good night. Bang. I'm not, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take the guy's catchphrase, right? But it is a pretty dope one. Uh, I have my own catchphrase, and it goes like this: Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for sharing, and of course. Thank you for enjoying. Catch me this Sunday, folks, SummerSlam Roundtable. And now, ladies and gentlemen, for our fallen brother, Jim the Anvil Nightheart, I give you our 10-bill salute. Thank you, guys, and good night.